Hello, everyone. Welcome to Daf Shavua as we study Meseches Ksuvos, Daf Samach Gimel. I want to set us up for our shear today. I apologize at the outset if there's some background noise in the beginning of the shear. I'm uh, doing a little traveling, but I still want to make sure to get the shear out. The shear today is going to focus, at least at the outset, on Rebbe Akiva. Well, we'll get to it a little bit later, but I want to at least at the outset set up what our goal is today to accomplish is a little bit about Rebbe Akiva. On one hand, this tremendous uh, amelos, tremendous dedication of Torah of Rebbe Akiva. But on the other hand, as you're reading this Gemara, you have to think back to what we've seen all the way going to Adaf Samachalov, that there's a responsibility for a husband and a wife to be together. The husband having biblical obligations from a mitzvah that's uh, built into the Torah, both in Assei and in Los Assei, as we're going to spell out, to uh, be intimate with his wife. So what exactly is going on? We're not going to necessarily going to be able to explain Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva and his wife had a beautiful relationship, and this was uh, done with consent, but it's not for every person, for man and obviously for every woman. I'd say obviously for every man and for every woman, but what's happening? We're also going to get an opportunity through this discussion to talk a little bit about uh, the value of Talmud Torah within a family. It's a very beautiful sheet of Mikubetzas of Pnei Yeshua. It actually takes us back to Dav Samachalov, but it relates to our Gemara over here with Samach Gimel, a famous teaching of Chaim Shmulevitz that 12 plus 12 does not equal 24. I'm just setting out what we're going to accomplish. Now, as you're learning this Gemara, you have to be thinking about, or I'm telling you, we should be thinking about the Matzav and Eretz Yisrael today. What do I mean? All of our learning should be for Refua Shalema, for the more than 6,000 Chayalim that have been injured in a somewhat of a serious way and more and worse. We have to be thinking about the Shuyim, the captives, the Nedarim, the missing in action, the Chayalim, and of course the families that are back home, who are missing their spouses, their parents, their children, their relatives, siblings, and so much more on the home front, on the war front. But there's something that comes out of this Gemara. Actually, I discussed this in the context of a couple of different years, and maybe I mentioned it here as well. The question that came to the Tzitz Eliezer in the 1973 war we know, the Mishnah tells us in Pirkei Avos, that we're supposed to feel, as much as humanly possible, the no say all chavera. We're supposed to share, carry the burden with each other. The Gemara in Mesechus Tanis on Daf Yud discusses that Bishnasra Avon, if there's a national crisis of famine, people can't just say, I'm going to go and drink and eat as normal. In fact, the Yalkut Shimoni, in criticizing uh, the brothers, and of course we have to do that very carefully because they're such important people, the Yalkut Shimoni says that the brothers, they were sitting and drinking, eating and drinking while Yosef is screaming from the pit. Yosef himself is criticized by Rashi, based on a medrash, for making himself look pretty in the palace of Potiphar, and ultimately he's trapped by Asha's Potiphar as a punishment 
for why is he making himself, adoring himself, while his father is in Avelos? And even if he didn't know that his father was in Avelos, Ari Leib Steinman, and it's amazing, Ayelot Shaka says he should have known, because we have to carry the burden and share with others. The fix to this, as I explained in a Shira Chavez, is Yosef Atzadik, who Bishnasra Avon, did not have relations with his wife. That's why the Torah tells us it was Beterem Shnasra Avon. So he was feeling, even if he had food, he was feeling the pain. Now many Rishonim, you look at the Dasakan and Balitosvos, they say that Yosef made a miscalculation, but it's still, he's honored for it, because he's not talking about the famine in Mitzrayim. He doesn't have to have the same concern for the people in Egypt. That wasn't his Zacharias. His Zacharias was for Eretz Yisrael. And he assumed at that point, that his brothers were suffering. Now, we know they needed food, but they weren't necessarily infamished. And this question comes up. I know this question came up to Ravasher Weiss in this war. Now, the bottom line is there are many exceptions to the rule. If it's a little tefillah, this is pointed out by a number of the Rishonim and Afronim, if uh, the the couple has not yet fulfilled the mitzvah of Puravu, however that's defined, how many children, which gender, we're not getting into that discussion now. And even Bisman Azeh, the Tzitz Eliezer in the postum said, even if it was a situation of just basic onaz, we see in our Gemara, which is not so basic, people today do not have to uh, separate from their spouses and not have relations but it's still an interesting discussion that takes place. I don't know if this is accurate, but I heard B'Shem uh, Ramosha Feinstein to remind us that Ona, which really means time, is a responsibility, not just as far as the physical intimacy, but a couple has to spend time with each other. You're not just quality time, but a, a quantity time. Ramosh has a similar formulation, you know, when it comes to giving Meiser. talks about Meiser is 10%, but it should also be 10% of our time that we should be helping people. So that's the basic theme, whether Ramosh has said it or not, but it's something that's consistent with his approach. So this is the Gemara that we have. And then we come to our Gemara, Daf, Samach Gimel. And how does Rabbi Akiva fit into this whole discussion? Rabbi Akiva is away for 24 years. In fact, from the perspective of Talmud Torah, it makes sense. You know, the Gemara tells a story. He comes back. He hears his wife saying, uh, I would do, give anything for my husband to learn for another 12 years. Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz in the Sichos Musr, actually one of the first things I ever heard from Sichos Musr, Rabbi made a big impact on me not from the Ben Adam Ishto perspective, but between Ben Adam La'atzmo, that why didn't Rabbi Akiva at least come in and say hello? Gemara, assuming we actually understand the Gemara, why wasn't he Mekayim the Mitzvah of Ona at this point? So from a Torah perspective, from a discipline perspective, if Chayishman Levitt says, 12 plus 12 does not equal 24. The message was that when you're in the zone, when you're in a pattern of Talmud Torah, every minute counts. Now this message, of course, has to be taken into context, as we'll discuss at the end of the year with the Tosfos. 
and Rabbi Akiva had the full support of his wife Rachel. But this is not for uh, most human beings to function this way, even if it's uh, what the woman wants, as we'll see a little bit later on. There's always a general question when we have when we have these exceptional stories of Tanoim and Amorayim, how much of it do we learn from? There's obviously a message to learn from it. We're discussing now in the Tzorbush here, you see uh, Amorayim who are involved in the preparation for Shabbos. Okay, so that's a very normal behavior. If they are involved in the preparation of Shabbos, then we too. But Rebbe Akiva over here doesn't become the excuse. You know, the Bali Musa talk about Hamasa Mochichan Asadavar. Your actions testify. So if a person says, I don't want to be home because I have to go learn, then how about when you're not learning? Are you giving the right attention? If a person says, when I'm working, I can't go to Minya, so how about when you're on vacation? So it's very hard to evaluate others, obviously. It's even harder at times to evaluate ourselves. But the Rabbi Akiva message over here is not to take a 24-year break from your mishpacha, the message over here <coughs> is to accomplish both. Serious Talmud Torah, husband and wife supporting each other. The Ramban tells us Avram Avinu had so much faith in Sarah's relationship with Rabban Shalom that he didn't even tell her that she was uh, going to have a child because he believed that if Hashem tells me, Hashem's going to tell her. And he wanted her to have that experience. You have in Tanakh, in Shoftim, the Ishas Manoach, who spoke to Hashem and whose husband couldn't believe. Only Hashem speaks to me, not to her. It's important to point out that uh, Tosfos on the top of Samach Bey's Omar Aleph, he's dealing with this story with Rabbi Akiva that continues onto Samach Gimel, which is reinforces what I said before, that even if a wife concedes, like a husband uh, is able to persuade his wife to grant him Rishus to go away for a, a longer time, even for Talmud Torah, it's not simple. Maybe she's just being uh, deferential, respectful. Rashi says, and even if not, it's still going to cause stress. So you can't cause your spouse stress, even if it's well-intentioned. It's very interesting, I pointed out before, that a lot of the halachos that apply within via haftarecha kamocha, it's brought down in Masechtas Katan, that we assume they apply to friends, but very often people forget how they apply to family. So, for example, the mitzvah via haftarecha kamocha, that applies between husband and wife. Lo sikam velo sitar. In fact, the Gemara says you better make sure you marry the right person, because I think it says you could violate uh, seven violations every single day. Don't tell anybody that I gave this year, especially if you see my wife. But Baruch Hashem, I don't think it's such a big problem for me. But maybe I'm just being too modest. Now, the rush says something incredible, that perhaps her permission was insincere and was only temporary, which means she could have been so motivated, not just that she was ashamed to say no, but, you know, because what wife wants to say no to a husband learning? What you see in this situation is obviously it's supposed to be a team effort and uh, wives and husbands should be encouraging each other spiritually. The top Tosfos asked the question on Samach Beis, how about Rabbi Akiva's situation and others, and says that's an exceptional case. If anything, 
Rabbi Akiva and his whole dedication to Torah life, even his lifestyle, was added dedication to his wife. That was the background she came from, and she saw this great potential in this person that ends up manifesting itself in uh, the reality. Now, a lot of these things that I've been discussing outside are actually brought down la halacha, but this is not just the type of thing you pick the shulchan arach up. You need to understand, as the word today is very popular, unfortunately, the context of the discussion. Two of the places that we would look for more details about this is in Shulchan Aruch Evan Ezer, Hilchos Ksuvos, Simon Ayin Vav. It's important to read the Hakdama there, Sif Aleph, Sif Dalad, Sif Yud Aleph. There's a statement by the Chelkas uh, Mechokek, which I mentioned before, who is very important uh, parish on the Shulchan Aruch in Evan Ezer, Moshe ben Rabbi Yitzchak Yehuda, Lima, I think is the way you pronounce the name, from uh, Krakow, he was a Litvisha, and the beginning of the 17th century, is a very important source, and he's discussing over here how important it is for a husband to be available, Belel Tfilasa. And this is a big discussion, Lahalacha. is this a chiv, that a woman has to go to the mikvah, that they have to have relations the night of the tefillah? And without getting into that whole discussion, it's clear that it's considered to be a mitzvah, even if it's not a chiv. This is what the Shulchan Aruch says. And that's also well known. It should be well known before he goes on the road. And the uh, what relates to our Bismanazel, what's happening is. Remember, we discussed this when it came to the war Shaila. So if it's the Lel Tvila, that matches up there with someone who hasn't yet. Bin Mekayim, the mitzvah of Puruvu. I did mention, we'll just do it very briefly now, <coughs> that we're not only discussing an ase, we also have a uh, los ase when it comes to ona. And there's a big discussion in the Rishonim and Achronim, what's the interplay between the ase and the los ase? The Pasuk says, onasa lo yigra, lo yigara, that you can't transgress this is what we consider to be a negative biblical mitzvah of onoso lo yigara. So in general, when and I mentioned this before, when you see an ase and a los ase working together, the basic hezbir, as I explained it, is that the los ase is there to facilitate the ase. That's something I've quoted many times from Rukhana Wasserman, from my Rebbe Raparnas, and that would be true here as well. Onasa would be the, the, the lo, the no, is in order to promote the yes, the ase. There's a uh, tshuva of Ramosha Feinstein where some of these details are discussed, how they apply bizman azeh, and I refer you to Igris Ramosha Evan Ezer, Chelek Aleph Kuf Beis 102. Have a great week of learning.